would like to welcome you to the very first episode of the Anchor Surgery Update. In this first episode, we picked two outstanding papers published online in the previous month. The articles chosen are Endoscopic Anatomical Ligament Reconstruction is a Reliable Option to Treat Chronic Lateral Ankle Instability by Cordier and colleagues published in Kester and Treatment of Lateral Ankle Sprain with Platelet-Rich Plasma, a Randomized Clinical Study published by Blanco Rivera in Foot and Ankle Surgery. We now present to you the first article of the two presented in this podcast. The study is entitled Endoscopic Anatomic Ligament Reconstruction is a Reliable Option to Treat Chronic Lateral Ankle Instability by Cordier and colleagues published in Knee Surgery Sports Traumatology Arthroscopy. Chronic ankle instability will lead to osteoarthritis if not stabilized. The standard operative procedure is the open direct repair according to Brostrom with the gold modification. Yet it is known that chronic ankle instability is regularly associated with intraarticular pathologies. However, with the classical open treatment, concomitant pathologies will be missed and consequently remain untreated. As a result, additional arthroscopy is regularly recommended. In consequence, fully arthroscopic procedures to repair the lateral ligaments have been developed. The standard for both, the open and the arthroscopic technique, is the anatomic repair. Nevertheless, in some situations, such as recurrent instability, lateral ligament reconstruction with grafting might be necessary. In the study presented, the authors investigated the outcomes of an arthroscopic technique to anatomically reconstruct the anterior talofibular ligament and the calcaneofibular ligament using a gracilis tendon graft. Therefore, they performed a retrospective evaluation of their prospective database, identifying patients who received an endoscopic lateral ligament reconstruction. Out of 71 eligible patients, 50 could be followed up after a minimum of two years. The indication for surgery was ankle instability verified during clinical examination and failed non-operative treatment for at least six months. The outcomes assessed were the visual analog score, the American Orthopedic Foot and Ankle Society score, and the Carlson-Pedersen score. After an average follow-up of 32 months, all patients reported significant improvement compared to their preoperative status. The preoperative AUFA score significantly improved from 76 to 95 postoperatively. The preoperative Carlson Pedersen score also significantly increased from 73 to 94 postoperatively, and also the VAS score showed a significant improvement from 1.9 to 0.8. But there was also a small but significant loss of range of ankle motion of 3 degrees observed. In two patients, the reconstruction the authors concluded that the arthroscopic ligament reconstruction using the gracilis tendon for the chronic lateral ankle instability is a safe procedure and produces good clinical results with minimal complications. Unfortunately, the authors do not provide any information neither regarding complications nor function of the donor site, the knee. Furthermore, no information is provided regarding patient selection. Were the patient selected consecutively? Were the patients primarily patients with increased joint laxity? Were the patients for whatever reason not suitable for direct repair? Most importantly, no control group was included. Consequently, it remains unclear how the results of this technique 
are compared to the gold standard, the direct repair. What did we learn for our daily practice? From our point of view, the main lesson learned from this study is that reconstruction of the lateral ligaments using a tendon graft is possible by arthroscopic means. Yet this technique still inherits all the downsides of tendon harvesting and anatomic reconstruction compared to the anatomic repair without the need for a graft. Therefore, in our hands, anatomic reconstruction, both open and arthroscopic, will stay reserved for special cases only. We now present to you the second of two articles presented in this very first episode. The study is entitled Treatment of Lateral Anchor Sprain with Platelet-Rich Plasma, a Randomized Controlled Study, by Blanco Rivera and colleagues, published in Foot and Ankle Surgery. Lateral anchor sprains are one of the most common orthopedic injuries and most often can be treated conservatively. Platelet-Rich Plasma, PRP, has gained increasing attention over the past decade. PRP therapy involves an autologous infiltration of a high concentration of platelets at the site of lesion. PRPs are believed to deliver growth factors and other recruiting proteins, having a positive effect on soft tissue healing. The herein discussed paper evaluated the clinical effect of PRP in patients with acute lateral anchor sprains. The authors conducted a randomized controlled trial recruiting 23 patients suffering an isolated grade 2 ankle sprain according to the classification of the American College of Foot and Ankle Surgeons. Grade 2 sprains were defined as an incomplete ligament rupture with moderate functional disability, moderate edema and pain, mild to moderate ecchymosis, hypersensitivity to involved structures, light loss of mobility and function. For patients randomized to the experimental group, 5 ml PRP was applied over the anterior talofibular ligament. All patients were placed in a rigid immobilization for 10 days. All patients received the same rehabilitation protocol. The following patient-rated outcome scores PROMs, were assessed at 3, 5, 8 and 20 weeks of follow-up. VAS, AOFAS and the FADI. 21 patients completed the final follow-up. This equaled a follow-up rate of 91%. 10 patients were randomized to the control group. No demographic or BMI group differences were detected. Significant group differences were observed in the initial phase for all patients, but not at 20 weeks final follow-up. For example, at 3 weeks, the VAS difference was 1.9 points, the AOFAS 1.8 points and the FADI did not meet the level of significance with 2.6 points. In their paper, the authors concluded that the use of PRP therapy as an adjuvant for the treatment of lateral ankle sprains reduces the pain during recovery, time for recovery and results in a better functionality outcome when compared to mobilization only. Controversially, in the abstract, the authors conclude that a similar evolution was observed in patients treated with rigid immobilization with or without PRP after 24 weeks. In line with the commentary by Damon and colleagues, several methodological shortcomings should be discussed. First, the study was not blinded. Second, even though the authors stated that a a priori sample size calculation was conducted, sufficient details are missing. 
In line with this, the authors miss to define primary and secondary outcome parameters. Furthermore, neither testing for normal distribution nor an alpha level correction for multiple testing was performed. Third, the authors chose a classification, classification system focusing on clinical symptoms rather than the degree of instability. Finally, the overall sample size has to be considered limited. Although significant differences were found throughout the rehabilitation period for the PROMS assessed, the VAS, AO, FAS, and FADI, the observed differences most likely did not meet the minimal clinically important difference. Therefore, the differences could be considered clinically irrelevant. Based on these observer and performance biases, along with the small and clinically irrelevant differences in favor of PRP, the author's conclusion that the use of PRP leads to a quicker pain reduction and a better functionality outcome when compared to immobilization only must be interpreted with caution. Future studies on greater sample sizes, including a placebo group, are necessary to evaluate the efficacy of PRP. We believe that the data presented in this study, as well as previous studies, does not support the use of PRP in acute lateral anchor sprains. Patients should be treated conservatively by weight-bearing as tolerated and application of a semi-rigid orthesis for six weeks, followed by guided physiotherapy. Adjuvant injections, such as PRP, do not play a role in our practice. Thanks for listening to the first episode of Ankle Surgery Update. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and you will tune in next month.